Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for another time of uh, studying the Word of God. As we come to the last set of meetings on the book of Haggai, we want to thank you once again for how you began with us. We trust that you who have started a good work in us will complete it till the end in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read Haggai chapter 2, verse 20 to 23. Haggai chapter 2, from verse 20 to verse 23. And again, the word of the Lord came to Haggai on the 24th day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake heaven and earth. I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the Gentile kingdoms. I will overthrow the chariots and those who ride in them. The horses and their riders shall come down every one by the sword of his brother. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, says the Lord, and will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. We have seen that God promised to bless the returned Jews after their repentance and obedience to build the abandoned house of God. We noted that God's blessing is not dependent on our location, vocation, profession, or business venture, but on living righteously before God. We also noted that only God can truly bless, such that when God blesses somebody, that person is blessed indeed. Again, we saw that when God wants to bless somebody, he will bless that person, not because somebody has recommended him, but because it has pleased him to bless that person. A person who has been blessed by God, we said, is one who is highly favored, one who is prosperous, and one who is to be envied by all. We said that for the New Testament believer, God's name comes upon anyone who has attached himself to Jesus because of Jesus' atoning work on cross of Calvary, and that person is thus blessed. Finally, we noted that if we are going to continue to be blessed by God, we must make sure that we are right in the sight of God at all times. Now, after speaking to the priests, on that same day, God spoke to Zerubbabel. Before we speak about the substance of God's word to Zerubbabel, I want us to make a note about the personal nature of God's word to Zerubbabel. So I want to speak on a topic I have titled, God's Specific Word to You. God's Specific Word to You. Even though God speaks to a group of people, he can also speak to an individual in the group specifically. God can speak to many people and he can speak to one person. So even though we are gathered in a group and we are hearing the word of God and it seems like God is speaking to everybody, yet there is a specific word for one person in that group. God can speak to us all and he can speak to me or to you individually. God can speak to one person for all and he can speak to one person for himself or herself. In Jeremiah chapter 45, verse 1 to 5, the word that Jeremiah the prophet spoke to Baruch, the son of Neriah, when he had written these words in a book at the instruction of Jeremiah, in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to you, O Baruch. You said, Woe is me now, for the Lord has added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my sign, and I find no rest. Thus you shall say to him, Thus says the Lord, Behold, what I have built, I will break down, and what I have planted, I will pluck up, that is, this whole land. And do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them. For behold, I will bring adversity on all flesh, says the Lord, but I will give your life to you as a prize in all places where you go. 
Baruch was like Jeremiah's secretary. He was the one writing the messages that God was giving to Jeremiah in a scroll. And as he was writing those messages, he was hearing how God's judgment was going to come upon the land. And it seemed that he began to wonder what was going to happen to him and all his great plans that he had since God was going to judge the place. On one occasion, whilst Baruch was writing for Jeremiah, God spoke specifically to Baruch through Jeremiah. And God then said to Jeremiah that he should tell Baruch that he should stop having great plans for himself because God was definitely going to destroy that place. But God said to Baruch, I will give you your life as a prize in all places, wherever it is that you go to. I will keep you safe. I will keep you alive. That is my promise to you, Baruch. So we are trying to say here that God can speak to you individually as much as he speaks to people generally. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10, the Bible says that God is the one that gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. If we look at Mark chapter 4, verse 14 and Luke chapter 8, verse 11, the Bible tells us that the word of God is like seed. So God can give a preacher seed to sow into the lives of the people. And he can give him bread, that is a word for that individual preacher, for himself. So it is important for a preacher, one who shares the word of God, to distinguish between seed for sowing and bread for eating. Seed is to be planted and bread is to be eaten. Can you imagine somebody who is planting bread and wanting to eat his seed? The bread will never grow and the seed will never satisfy him. So the word of God to you and I today is know your seed and know your bread. Know what you should share with people and know what God wants to say to you for yourself. In Matthew chapter 26 from verse 36 to 41, Matthew 26 from verse 36 to 41, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane with all his disciples. When they got there, he selected three, Peter, James, and John, to follow him into the garden because he wanted to go and pray. And then he revealed to Peter, James, and John what he was going through in his depth of his heart, which the others did not know. And so he told them to wait and be praying along with him while he went a little further and prayed. When he returned after his one hour long prayer, he found all three of them sleeping. But he singled out Peter for mention. He said to Peter, what? You mean you cannot watch with me one hour? The question is, why did he single out Peter? There were three of them. Three of them were sleeping. Why single out Peter? Because there was very imminent danger that Peter was in at that point in time. And Peter needed to pray so that he would not fall into that temptation. So yes, God can speak to everybody. And yet he can single you out and speak to you. 
Sometimes we wonder why God is speaking to us and not to everybody. Someone would say, after all, we were all sleeping. Why is he speaking only to me and not speaking to the other people who were sleeping? It is because there was a particular thing that Peter was supposed to be doing and he wasn't doing it and he was in more imminent danger than the other two. In Psalm 19 verse 11, the Bible tells us that by the word of God, we are warned. And it says when we obey the word of God that is warning us, there is great reward for us. If Peter had learned to take notice of the fact that he was being singled out, he might have not denied the Lord when he faced his own trial. So there's a warning to you and I. Even though God may speak to everybody in a group, he can single you out. And because he's singling you out, it means there's a very important purpose for singling you out. The sooner we understand that, the easier it will be for you and I to go to God and say, Lord, why did you single me out? What is it that you want me to do? So I want to encourage us, henceforth, after a meeting, ask God for a word for yourself. When a meeting has ended and you are going home or you are meditating on the word, ask God, Lord, what are you saying to me specifically? Also, for those who are preaching the word of God, ask God if he has a specific word for you, even from the message that you have preached. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul said that he disciplines his body and brings it into subjection so that after he has preached, he will not be cast away. Sometimes the preacher may think that he is just giving a message to other people and not realizing that he is also included in that message. Under such a condition, that preacher, if he's not careful, will preach the word of God, but he will himself end up in hell. God forbid. So, I conclude by saying, always desire the specifics of God's word to you after every public meeting. When you have heard a message in your church meeting or in a prayer meeting or wherever, go back home and say, Lord, I heard the message to everybody. Is there something specific for me to know? So, always remember that even though God may speak to a group of people, yet he wants to speak to you individually. God may speak to many Yet, he wants to speak to one. We know that God came at one time to speak to Samuel specifically. And even though Samuel did not know how to hear from God, God still insisted on speaking only to Samuel. God did not say, Samuel is not hearing me. Let me speak to Eli. Eli will tell him. Instead, God continued to call Samuel until Samuel knew how to hear from God. So I want to encourage us today. If you do not know how to hear from God, it is time to go to God in prayer and say, Father, Help me to know when you are speaking to me and help me to be able to hear from you. The joy of every parent is to know that their children are listening to them. No parent is happy to hear that their children are listening to outsiders. Every parent is happier when they know that their children are listening to them and not to outsiders. In the same way, God is pleased when he knows that we are listening to him and not to somebody else. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word to us today. Please ingrain in our hearts that even though we are hearing you speak to us in a public place, yet you want to speak to us individually. Help us to understand that after such meetings, we should come to you and ask you for the specifics that you have for us. And as you speak to us, help us, Lord, to hear you and to obey you. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.